Lecture Topic The Path of Islam, Session 2. Just to continue with another one or two malfuzat and then terminate with some zikr and dua. We had discussed after Asr the importance of Islah and Tazkiyah and that this is something that has always, this process has been undertaken by whoever has made any progress. They committed themselves to this process. But in this process, one extremely fundamental aspect is what is termed as sohbat. That a person has to be in the company of the pious, where he finds his munasabat, where he finds his compatibility, but he has to link himself somewhere and adopt that company. And without this company, it is very difficult to get anywhere. It is always throughout the ages, it is through this company that things have been passed on. The Sahaba Kiram, the entire Ummat put together after the Sahaba, all the awliya of the Ummat, everybody put together, they cannot reach the rank of the lowest Sahabi. The lowest Sahabi is still way beyond the rest of the Ummat put together. Now this is the rank of the Sahaba, but what brought this distinguishing quality in them, it was the Sohbat. Sahaba, the word Sahabi comes from the word Sohba. Sohba means companionship. They were the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa They had been blessed with that Mubarak Sohbat. And as a result, despite being at the highest level of everything else, on a general note, the greatest fuqaha, greatest muhaddithin, greatest ulama, greatest everything, were among the Sahaba. But they are known by the distinguishing title of Sahabi. This is the greatest distinction, above, above everything else. And this is purely the aspect of companionship. After the Sahaba is the rank of the Tabi'een. Nothing can make a person a Tabi'i. The only thing that made a person a Tabi'i was that he was in the company of a Sahabi. There were great personalities like Owais Qarni Rahimahullah. That caliber of person who Rasulullah advised that if you meet him, ask him to make dua for you. Said to who? Said to Hazrat Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. Hazrat Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala is who? That person who Nabi himself said, Laukana Badi Nabiyan Lakana Umar. Had they been a Nabi after me, it would have been Umar radiallahu Nabi Islam, the lengthy narration, but in that narration he also says to him that this person will come from Yemen, etc. And if you can, you meet him and you ask him to make dua for you. This was his rank. And he didn't manage to come because he was in the khidmat of his mother. He was alive in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa had already accepted Islam, but he had not yet gained the opportunity 
And the simple reason was that there was nobody else to care for his mother. So in order to fulfill this responsibility, he had to remain behind. And he couldn't come. Nabi Islam gave this glad tiding, asked this glad tiding about his rank. You ask him to make dua for you. But he wasn't a sahabi. With all this virtue, but he did not get that opportunity of being in the company of Rasulullah for that brief moment also. So he was not a sahabi. And then the tabi'i, the tabi'in, Nabi Wasallam gave the virtues of these people as well. That khayrul quruni qarni, thumma alladheena yalunahum, thumma alladheena yalunahum. So the tabi'in have a special position as well. But nothing can make a person a tabi'i or made a person a tabi'i except that he was in the company of some sahabi. The companionship. And then thereafter, those who came after that, the tabi'i tabi'i, the only thing that made a person of that rank was that he was in the company of a tabi'i, nothing else. So it is the same sohbat that has been the means by which this has passed on. And without the sohbat, it hasn't come. Na kitabo se, na waazo se, na zar se peda, hoti hai deen, buzrugo ki nazar se peda. Akbar Ilahabadi Marhum was a judge in India. He was also a poet. So he stated this, that it is neither through books alone, nor from talks and lectures alone, and neither but wealth that deen comes alive. Deen comes alive in the company of the pious, in the company of the Ahlullah. In the Hadith Sharif, it is mentioned, in Bukhari Sharif is the narration, that Rasulullah was extremely generous. His generosity was extremely high. And then it is mentioned that every Ramadan, Jibreel would come and he would make what we, as we term as door. Our istila and our terminology of door is simply that a person keeps reciting the Quran Sharif. But the actual meaning of this door is, يُعَارِضُنِي Al-Qur'an. It is two people reciting to one another. One person decides, the other listens, the other person decides, and this person listens. That is the actual meaning of this door. So the hufaz that make door, one is their own muraja'a, their own revision. But this door has a special meaning which in our terminology has just become, just to recite, repeatedly recite. That too is a very important thing in any case. But it requires that a person should also be reciting to somebody. And every Ramadan, Hazrat Jibreel wasalam, would come and he would recite the Quran Sharif to Rasulullah and Nabi wasalam, would recite to him. And then on that last Ramadan, Nabi wasalam, said to Hazrat Fatima anha, every year Jibreel wasalam, would come and recite the Quran Sharif to me. This year he's come twice. In other words, we made two rounds. I think my time has come now to leave. That is why this has happened twice. But now on this, in this riwayat it is mentioned that when Jibreel wasalam, would come and he would be engaged in this manner with Nabi wasalam, among the things that would happen that as a result of this interaction with Jibreel wasalam, Nabi wasalam's generosity which was always at a peak he would become ajwadam in a rihil mursala like a fast-moving wind, he would become more generous than that. 
the similitude that is being given is that a fast-moving wind, it will touch everything around it. Won't miss anything. Nothing will escape that wind. So the generosity of Rasulullah would increase to such a level that nobody would, so to say, miss it. It would reach everybody. Now this that is mentioned in this Hadith Sharif, that فَإِذَا لَقِيَهُ جِبْرَئِيلِ كَانَ أَجْوَدَ مِنَ الرِّيحِ الْمُرْسَلَةِ This is the link that has been mentioned in the Hadith Sharif. That when Jibreel would meet Rasulullah and would be engaged with him, the effect of this would be that Nabi Wasallam's generosity would go many fold greater. It was already at his peak. Generosity is not in quantity alone. Generosity is the heart. And Nabi Wasallam's heart was such, as one poet said, لَوْلَ التَّشَهُّدْ لَكَانَ لَا أُهُ نَعَمِي Had it not been the tashahud in which one has to say, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah. He has to say la in that. By negating all the ghayrullah. That there is none worthy of worship but Allah Ta'ala. So that la has to come in there. La means no. Had it not been for the tashahud, then everywhere his la would have been na'am. In place of la, there would have been na'am everywhere. Because he never said no to anyone. And there were times when he had nothing to give. He said, okay, you take a loan from somebody. And tell him that when I have something to pay, I'll pay it back. That was the generosity. And even when he had just received something that he needed, which, because he didn't have it, one person gave Rasulullah one woman, one sahabiya had given one, one sheet, one shawl. And at that time, Nabi Salaam didn't have anything else. So he wore it and came. One person said that, can you present this to me? He just wore it for the first time and came. So, he asked, can you present it to me? Nabi Salaam kept quiet and after a while he woke up, went away and then he wore something else, some other garment and he came and presented this to the person immediately. Others who saw this, they rebuked him, they said, how could you do this? Didn't you notice Nabi Salaam received this at a time when he was even in need of it? And you asked him for it. So it was, he said, well, okay, my mind didn't go to that. I was only thinking that if only I could have this, I would keep it aside for my kafan. What a wonderful thing it would be to have this as my kafan. And in any case, that was his niyat that became his kafan. Eventually, that was used as his kafan. But the lesson here was, this was the generosity. To this extent, never said no. But when he would meet Jibreel, this would increase again manyfold. Now this part that is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, on this the commentator state among the points, that what is understood from this, لِقَاوْ أَهْلِ الْخَيْرِ عِمَارَةُ الْقُلُوبِ The heart of Rasulullah was beyond everybody else. Even Jibreel couldn't compare to it. Nobody in the makhluk could compare to it. بَعَدَسْ خُدَا بُزْرُقْتُ اِي قِسَّ مُخْتَسَرُ the greatest of Allah's creation was Rasulullah sallallahu But in terms of asbab, dunya was asbab. And Jibreel sallallahu alayhi was the greatest malaika among, he is the greatest of the angels of Allah ta'ala. So this interaction brought its own effects. Nabi sallallahu was already beyond everybody and everything. But this is Darul Asbab, and being in that interaction with Jibreel sallallahu 
this impacted further on the Mubarak heart of Rasulullah that it made his generosity increase manyfold. Now what the lesson that is derived from here is لِقَاوْ أَهْلِ الْخَيْرِ إِمَارَةُ الْقُلُوبِ That when a person is in the company of the pious, then this builds his heart. It builds it like a person, something is destroyed, something is damaged. Now you rebuild it, revamp it, refurbish it, renovate it, whatever other words you want to use for it. So in the company of the pious, in the company of the Ahlullah, the hearts get renovated. There's two conditions for that nevertheless. One is Siddh, that there's Ikhlas. If it is for some ulterior purpose, then in the company of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they were even the Munafiqeen also. But their hearts, there was no Ikhlas in it, they had no desire. And there was no, they didn't come there for the sake of coming to benefit from Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, for Allah Ta'ala's pleasure. They came to just secure their dunya. That was the purpose of the Munafiqeen. That we'll pose as believers, in the process, we'll save our dunya. We'll protect our dunya. So the entire objective was just the protection of their dunya. So they just pretended to be Muslims inside of kufr. So there was no ikhlas. So one is sidq, ikhlas. And the other is talab sadiq. One is the niyat must be correct. And there must be a genuine talab. Then that Time and that whatever duration is spent in that sohbat will never be without its benefit. It will never be without its benefit with these two preconditions. If the person has gone somewhere but he's gone with with objections in his heart or some other ulterior motive, that's not going to bring anything. But if there's ikhlas, there's talab e sadiq, then let alone the heart getting built in terms of the ruhaniyat, those who were that caliber of Ahlullah, even the hearts in terms of the the issues that were affecting people in dunya, that too turned it, got turned around. Once, while we were in Karachi, while Hazrat was still much better, towards the latter part of his life, he was quite ill, but before that, so one youngster was there, maybe about 19, 20 years old. So he personally mentioned his situation, his, his incident. When he was about 16, 17 years old, he suddenly went into a very major depression. No apparent reason, just suddenly went into a major depression. Not eating, not drinking, not talking to anybody and forcing him to eat. One little bird became half his size and just secluded himself into his room, doesn't want to do anything. And parents are taking him here, there, this ilaj and that treatment and everything they tried. And this carried on for one and a half years. For one and a half years they were trying anything and everything and nothing seems to be helping going to this amil and that amil and whatever else they could do. I mean, all this didn't have any real impact. So they finally started giving up hope. He happened to pick up some kitab of Hadrat Wala 
somehow this came into his hands. And one day out of the blue, he said to his parents, okay, send me to Karachi, I want to go there. So they first wouldn't even want to entertain it, that you in this condition, we can't even get you to eat anything properly here. You're going to be away, what you going to do and how you going to survive there. So they wouldn't even want to entertain the thoughts. Somehow somebody else told him, look, told them, look, you all tried everything, nothing worked. He himself is asking to be sent there, send him there. So in any case, finally, after some persuasion, the parents relented and they sent him in the company of some other relative. So he himself mentioned his incident, which I heard directly from him. He says in the first 24 hours, he already felt something happening. And just to cut the long story short, by the third day, for the first time in one and a half years, he started smiling and talking. And within that week, it was as if there was never anything wrong with him. And there was nothing else that was done. There was no medication given to him. There was no treatment of any sort other than purely that you come, you sit here and you just be part of the majalis that take place. And that's it. And merely being there, because he came with that sidq, he came with that talab, he had himself asked to come, and he came in that manner, and in purely one week, what everything else tried and failed, in one and a half years, but this was that ruhaniyat that came into the heart, which turned everything else right also. Now, this is that very vital ingredient, the sohbat, which just to understand it from this Hadith Sharif again, لِقَاوْ أَهْلِ الْخَيْرِ إِمَارَةُ الْقُلُوبِ But this requires the sohbat, it requires it being done with ikhlas, with talab sadiq with this talab, this genuine thirst, that a person is not going just to see now what's going on here, and with some preconceived things in his mind, but he really wants to go and benefit something from there. So he goes with that objective, with that ikhlas, that revamps the heart. It refurbishes the heart. It renovates the heart. In the sense that this connection with Allah Ta'ala starts getting developed. And the heart starts getting inclined towards righteousness. The heart starts getting disinclined from wrong. When Allah had come once to Durban, one senior alim said, I got one question to ask. What the question you have? It was in a private gathering, meaning in the room when Hazrat was sitting, said, I can't, I can't understand this. Understand what? He says, since you have come, so we have been in your company for this duration of time now, it's already 12, 13 days, whatever, Hazrat was first in Johannesburg and then came to Durban. He says, this has never happened to me in my whole life. What? So I'm trying to think in these past 10, 12 days, from the time that I have been all the time in your company, I haven't even experienced a waswasa. It's not necessary everybody will have the same experience. He was talking about his experience. He's saying, I've never, I haven't passed one day in my life in that manner where can I say that I didn't entertain some waswasa at all. Something to some extent got entertained, then you come back to your senses and you dispel it, and then you make istighfar, and that carries on. But I am thinking back repeatedly in these 10-12 days, I can't remember having been tempted by one waswasa also. So he didn't say anything, he just left it be. 
because it was well understood. And he's an alim, he was asking, he's a senior alim, he was himself asking. But the lesson in that was that that was nothing but the benefit of that sohbat. The benefit of that sohbat being in that company was what the whole effect was. So therefore, this is the very important thing. One is the physical company, then their writings is a substitute to that when that is not possible all the time or easily. The writings of the Ahlullah to read their writings, their kitabs, etc. To listen to their talks. Nowadays everything is so easily available on audio recordings and so on. And nevertheless, those mashayikh, Ahlullah, who Allah Ta'ala inspired them and their lives were of that caliber and their legacy speaks for itself, what they left behind. So such mashayikh, such Ahlullah, listening to their talks, listening to their majalis, etc. The recordings are all loaded on so many websites. So all these are things for us to latch on to, to benefit from that. They might have long gone, but that benefit continues till Qiyamah. That is that barakah that Allah Ta'ala has placed in their teachings, in their words, that though they have long left us, but we will still continue to benefit if we do that which is required of us. To listen with that adab, with that same thirst, with that ikhlas, with that need, that I need this for my own benefit, for my reformation. Inshallah, Allah Ta'ala will grant us that as well. May Allah Ta'ala wa ta'ala accept our gathering. Allah Ta'ala make it a means of gaining His qurub, gaining His pleasure. Allah Ta'ala make it a means of our makhirat and make it a means of khair for all of us. Wa akhiru da'wana anil hamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Make zikr for a short while and then do it.
يا أحدا صمدا لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد سبحان الله وبحمده عدد خلقه ورضا نفسه وزينة عرشه ومداد كلماته جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هم إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا أرحم الراحمين إله العالمين يا الله Most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah إله العالمين يا الله You forgive us يا الله Forgive all our major and minor sins يا الله Ya Allah, we can never make enough shukr for all your innumerable bounties and ni'mats, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we have been so ungrateful, Ya Allah, that we have, Ya Allah, used your bounties, your ni'mats, your gifts against you, Ya Allah. We have used it against your commands, Ya Allah. We've broken your commands with your ni'mats and bounties, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive this great ingratitude of ours, Ya Allah. Forgive this severe sin of ours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you give us the topic of being your grateful servants, Ya Allah. Make us your loyal slaves, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, keep us steadfast on deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, remove the suffering and the hardship of the ummah, Ya Allah. Remove the pain and difficulties of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we acknowledge whatever is happening is due to our sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us and forgive the entire ummah. Ya Allah. Grant us a tawfiq of doing those amal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us from that which bring down azab, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Renovate our hearts, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Remove all the evils and vices from our hearts, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with every khair and every good, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Fill our hearts with the love of deen, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of the amal of deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fill our hearts with the love of the efforts of deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, accept us and our progeny still qiyamah for the efforts of deen, Ya Allah. With ikhlas and afiyat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove all the evils from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, put the hatred of sin in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, put the love of deen in our hearts, Ya Allah. And put the hatred of sin in our hearts, Ya Allah. Make us hate sin like how we hate filth, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Make the reality of that sin become evident to us. That what a terrible filth it is, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you save us from all the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. You protect us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you Safeguard us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ya Allah, remove every taste of their ailments, Ya Allah. Whatever difficulties and hardships anybody is in, Ya Allah, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant each one barkat in their life, health, wealth, and risk, Ya Allah. 
ilahul alamin ya allah protect the iman the amal the life health wealth and honor of every muslim ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah all those who have passed away make that complete maghfirat ya allah round them the high stages in the akhirat ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah our time is also coming ya allah Allah, we have no idea when the angel of death will meet us, Ya Allah. Allah, keep us forever in a condition of readiness, Ya Allah. Let us be forever ready to meet the angel of death, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from ever being in a condition of sin, Ya Allah. Save us from going to places of sin, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, save us from meeting the angel of death in a condition that we are far away from you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, take us on Kamil Iman, Ya Allah. Take us on Tawbat and Nasuh, Ya Allah. Take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Allah, make our qabr's gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who have gathered, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you have the door of each one's heart, Ya Allah. You know the need of each one, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's jai's needs on the grave, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Remove each one's sorrow and grief and, Ya Allah, depression and anxieties, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Our greatest need, Ya Allah, is to become yours, Ya Allah. That you become ours, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you become ours, Ya Allah. Make us yours, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, as much as our hearts, Ya Allah, have become the muscles of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you, Ya Allah, make it among, Ya Allah, the hearts of your friends, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you fill it with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Cleanse it and purify it, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Whatever we have asked for, grant us that as well, Ya Allah. What we should have been asking and did not ask, Ya Allah, without asking, give it to us, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaq ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله